and welcome to the Always High podcast. I'm your host, Justin Penzone, and uh, it's called Always High because I'm always high. <laughs> and uh, no, we actually, I actually have a, a very special guest today. And um, it, I, I say this, and he, he doesn't know how much he's actually influenced me as far as like this show and even throughout comedy, like throughout my time here and you know, him being such a close friend of mine, or at least I consider him such a close friend. Give it up for not just the fart champ on TikTok, but Connor Hanna, everybody. I wish I had applause. You're done, you're done sucking my dick, bro. <laughs> well, no, so and not a, not a lot of people know this, but you actually named this podcast. <laughs> like, it was at it was at my open mic at the at the Kava Bar, and you were just I it was I think it was as I was bringing up another comic, and it was just like you know you need to call it you need to just call your podcast always high, and you looked at me with the biggest eyes I've ever seen, like in typical stoner fashion. <laughs> it's like, dude, dude, that's a great idea. And you rolled with it, which yeah. I admire. You stuck with it. Oh, yeah. Like, I had to do some research and be like, oh, does anybody already have shit like this? No? Okay, cool. Always high. Yeah. Is the first one? A first one? The, the, literally, I did Apple Music, Spotify. I even, like, searched on YouTube. And, like, there's all, a whole bunch of weed, like, shit around it, but never yeah. nothing called Always High. Are there, so. like, 90 podcasts called uh, High Thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I have a category in my file cabinet called High Thoughts. <laughs> it's not unique, man. What kind of stuff are we smoking, man? What kind of stuff are we getting high with? Yeah, don't light your uh, don't light your mic cover on fire. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. Are you serious? Have you melted it? No, 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 no. What kind um, of what kind of stuff am I smoking? So this is a hybrid. I believe it's called gelato. Gelato. Okay. Yeah. I will so, take exactly one hit of this, <laughs> and we will see where I get in 30 minutes. Uh, okay. Hold on. I'm trying to find the app. There it is. Found the ashtray. But uh, so you've had about what? Like you're, you're on TikTok now? Yeah, TikTok. Which I was thinking about doing, but I'm too like self <laughs> I think about it too much. I'm like, would this be a good video to put out? Too self-critical. Yeah, I'm too, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, dude, it can really, you can really get in your own, own head about it. Like, I even find that now. So I I started the TikTok as a joke. Like, I, I was just kind of bored and with quarantine and everything. I was just bored and wanted some shit to do. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm just going to start a TikTok. Get one hit. I got to see where I'm at in 30 minutes. Okay. Okay. Because I'm like, I can't, I can't just go right for it. Oh, uh, okay. I got to like. I gotta pump the brakes. Man. I gotta, yeah. I gotta break like a mile before I hit the light. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just, I was just really bored, and I had, I had to stop. I was like, you know what? I bet, I bet, I can get famous and go viral from my farts, dude. I was just, it was just like a thought yeah, that I had. I was like, where the hell did he think to start farting and then like make it a thing on TikTok? Cause I knew that there's a lane for everything on TikTok. Like yeah. somebody's got something. There's like just crazy grandmas as a lane, like dudes doing basketball trick shots as a lane. And I was like, farting's definitely a lane. It's, it's gotta be, I, mean, yeah. I can't be the only one doing it. And so I just started doing it and people weren't receptive at first. I was like, okay, I kind of figured that. But mm-hmm. then, I, I started doing these compilations like best of the month, you know, and I was naming them and I was like, this one's the, 
this one's the rusty chainsaw and this one's the haunted house door and mm -hmm. shit like that. And they, you know, sounded like it and started getting like thousands of views for them and like shares and stuff. Yeah. And then I had one video go get like three, I think it's at like 3.4 million views right now. So it's pretty cool. Dude, that's badass. And I think like 24,000 followers right now. Dude, that's and then you have your like and then you're starting merch too because I know I bought a t-shirt. I, yeah. <laughs> I was uh for some reason I thought the merch would be a lot um logistically would be a lot easier to uh, do, but it's not. Really? No, it's hard, ma'am. I mean, because nobody well also like I don't know how to promote that because people when they're scrolling through TikTok, mm -hmm. they don't want to see a dude trying to sell his merch. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to see like the TikTok dude, like the shit that's good, the shit that's funny, and you just you know. gotta wear your shit in your TikToks. I know, I know, but I only have one fart jam shirt, dude. It doesn't work. But yeah, so I was just like, uh, I there's no way for me to really promote it mm -hmm. unless people are super duper interested in it. And even then, like all the links in my bio and my Instagram, it's already taken up. So it's like, where the fuck do I put it? Yeah. So like, fuck it, whatever. Dude, if, it, if it works out, man, it works out. I'm not married to it. it so. It's it's the shirt's comfy. I, I have it. It's comfy. Isn't it's, it? Yes. It's around the arms, nice. I know. I was like, my arms are so little too. Like I have skinny arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, it, not everybody could be on steroids like you're like you've done steroids <laughs> yeah. in the past, like you. Oh, see. Dude, I hope that shows up on the mic. <laughs> I'm just happy you didn't do it in the mic. Like, oh my just, god, dude, that. Pretty sure this. I caught chlamydia one of the times that I mm -hmm. got chlamydia here. I'm pretty sure this is one of the places. Oh, so you were okay. So I don't know if you actually know this, but you were supposed to come the night that we uh, that I threw a party here when Tony and Clint came. When you guys all did acid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You were supposed to come. I was supposed to come. I think I probably like pussied out or just didn't tell anybody. What happened? I don't, I don't know. No, you. Uh, no, they just. They just told me like, yeah, Connor's not coming. I was like, oh, I figured. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, I figured. I don't know, man. Like, the, I don't. I always get. I don't like being around. I don't know. Just being at parties is always so weird because it's. It's almost like you know your first time going to laughs or going to an open mic. You know, yeah. it's just you don't know anybody. It's like you feel like you have no business being here. Yeah, but at the same time, you also used to work at a nightclub. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and then then what I end up doing is I just end up looking at people, looking down on people. It's like, I could fucking, I could drug you right now. You're not even fucking paying attention to your drink, you dumb bitch. Not really, but like. Yeah, but you, it just, the thought comes in your head and it's just Yeah, like, like I can't, I can't get out of the mindset of being a bouncer because I did it for four years. So now when I, if I just like hear Despacito or something, immediately I turn into a shark and I look for people who are too drunk and I try to kick them out of like fucking Walmart if Despacito's playing over the fucking <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like Vietnam. It just draws you back into it, you know? Oh dude, I know how it feels because like I I used to work security too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anytime like I see like somebody running next to me, I'm like, oh shit, like gotta get over. <laughs> You're like, what's he doing wrong? <laughs> well no, because I used to work on field with the D bag. So right, anytime yeah. I saw somebody that didn't have a uniform running, I was like, oh shit, is yeah. it go time? <laughs> like 
Kitty, get a boy. What's up, buddy? Got too hype for him. Oh, he's hyper. He's probably fucking high. No, that's the thing. He hasn't smoked today, honestly. I don't. I, I'd stop like doing that. What? <laughs> you were just getting your dog high? Oh no, 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 no! Like, like he'd be around, and I'd like blow it like in the area around him, so he'd right. get a contact high. Yeah. But I'd stop doing that a while ago. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like probably not good. For probably him. no, no, no. It's not good for him, but it's not good for me either. Like I'm trying to weed myself off, but it's kind of hard when you know. Of what smoking? Yeah, a little bit. Honestly. Your podcast is called Always High. How are you gonna? <laughs> well, no, 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 I didn't say no. Always high. I didn't say I was gonna quit. I just said I was gonna dial it back. Oh, okay. Like, how much are we talking? Um, because I I normally smoke from probably about seven a.m. on a daily. Jesus. So I usually go. What I used to do when I, before I started work and started driving, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, started driving to work. I was work from home, so I was literally like smoking seven a.m. to fucking like five after I was done. Take him for a walk, come home, hit my pen about four other times, and just be a zombie the rest yeah. of the day. Yeah. How so, much you spend a week? Not like, as much as you think, honestly. Like, like a week. Do, wait, do you have, like, good connections? And stuff no, 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 no. I go straight to the Dispo. Oh, nice. So, I have my oh, medical card. Oh, yeah, I went to that one down here. Yeah. I have my medical card. Nice. So, I so I don't pay a lot for weed, but I probably go about, like, probably 60 bucks, I think. Probably, like, every 60 every two weeks, I think. That's not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. I went there, and I got I got to... I got two bags of edibles, and I got one one joint, which my girlfriend and I still haven't smoked. We keep forgetting that we have it. Dude, we got fucking, we got too high. We got way too fucking high. We went to go see Godzilla vs. Kong. Dude. Oh, man. And, dude, we were we were chilling there, and I was, like, I've done, I've smoked weed, and I've done, we did edibles, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've done plenty of edibles in my life, and normally I don't get the freakouts from the edibles, you know? And... We're, uh, it's during the scene where Kong is on the boat. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, just fucking watch it. Um, but Kong is on the boat, and then Godzilla is, like, wiggling through the water up to Kong, you know. Mm-hmm. And right when that happens, my girlfriend turns to me, and she's like, I'm freaking out. Oh, my God. And then I, was, I, I looked back at her, I was like, I know I am, too. Like, I, was like, I was so stoked for this fucking fight. And then I stopped paying attention to her for a couple of minutes. They had like, they were doing the fight and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, and I remember, I remember watching it and thinking like, like when Kong was getting up out of the water onto the boat, the big aircraft carrier, and he's pressing down on it, and the boat is still floating. I'm like, that thing would snap in fucking half. But meanwhile, my girlfriend's having a panic attack right <laughs> next to me, and I'm like, I'm going over the, the logistics of this anim- animated monkey. On a on a battleship, you know, I'm going over the logistics. and and she she's like freaking out, but then she looks back at me and she's like, "No, I'm freaking out." And I was like, "Oh, oh, oh fuck! Like we gotta go," you know, and because this is this is our first time like doing edibles together at a theater, you know, mm. and so I was I was all for it. I was like, "Okay, let's pack her pack her shit up," you know. We had we had bought fucking popcorn and and fucking soda and everything we left that shit there that was like that's like 30 bucks dude that we spent we just left that shit you didn't sneak it in no oh no god no we don't do that shit dude that's the only thing i do 
You just sneak food in. Bro, so, so, no, no, no. Like, we, we did it as kids. Like, we learned as kids how to sneak. Like, my parents taught us as kids how to sneak, like, theater shit into the, like, shit into the theater. Oh. Like, we, we would, like, pack Arizona iced teas and put it, like, in the pouches of our, like, hoodies. Right, yeah. And then um, sometimes I would, like, like I'd wear, like, oversized hoodies because I was always fat. So, yeah. like, we'd always, like, put snacks in there and yeah. shit like that and just walk in. Everybody thought we were fat. So, or I was fat, so we were cool. You know what I did? We we did uh, we did edibles at round one, that entertainment Ooh. place. And I remember that there was, like, a guard up in front uh-huh. that, like, checks everything, you know? And I forgot if he, like, checked pockets or something like that. Yeah. So I just took the bag with the edibles in it and I tucked it under my nutsack. <laughs> and, like, and I forgot, like, how that translates to normal people. Like, I did it without even thinking. I yeah. grabbed it from my girlfriend. And she looked at me. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, and I was, I was We're like, not- well, the, guy, the guy's going to check bags. I mean, so I got to hide it. And I forgot that it's, like, just not a normal thing to stuff shit under your sack. You know, like Connor, <laughs> we're not at the border. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but dude, we we were freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we we got that shit from the dispensary, and we just didn't smoke the other shit. <laughs> so that's what I want. I want to go to the dispensary tomorrow and get shit because uh, me and him are gonna watch Mortal Kombat tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, uh, that I hope it's good. I hope so too, man. But like, dude, I really hope so. But normally. Like, that kind of shit, man, they just don't get it right. Like, they hype it up, they hype it up, and then, like, they get, like, all the kids who were super into it in the 90s. But then they do the same shit they do, like, with, with Godzilla and Kong, too. Like, they make it a little too cartoony. Like, a little too, like, they don't put enough, like, real drama in it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just bloody, like, you, you killed my my last family member, shit like that. And then it's, like, revenge and all that. So... Yeah, I hope it's good. But God, I don't, dude, this shit's got me talking a lot. Yeah. Oh, so this one's especially when I was reading the description of it, it's good for creativity. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to watch Space Jam. Did you see the trailer for that? I didn't. Dude, talk about every single complaint that you just said. Really? <laughs> oh, my God. Like two cartoons? Well, it is a cartoon. Well, no, no, no. So it's a cartoon, yes, but they go from, they flip it from animated to real life. Oh, so they go so, opposite. Yeah, so you know how, like, Jordan, like, you know how back in, like, the old Space Jam, where, yeah. like, where they came to real life and they were still animated? Yeah. Yeah, no, they're, like, somewhat realistic now. Oh, so they're realistic and then LeBron is animated? Yeah, so, like, he'll have it. so, like, he'll go to, like, I, I wish, here, hold on, where's my phone? I will show you the trailer. Yeah, I will show you the trailer. Oh, Because this is, like, it's weird how they did it. And I'm, I, like, it's, like, he steals LeBron's son. Really? Like, there's, there's, like, there's kidnapping, there's, yeah, hold that on. That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks. You want to see LeBron in action, man. Oh, no, you'll see him you in action. You don't want it to be about fucking Bugs Bunny, man. Bugs oh, no. Bunny had 50 years as a racist bunny under the sun. Racist? I do. You, you, have you not seen the old cartoons and shit? Of him, like, shooting shooting Native Americans and, like, Xing them out. He's, like, one little, two little tree dead Indian, four little five. <laughs> or he calls them, like, engines. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> dude, that's this was real shit. Dude, but I, also, you got to think, though, like, that shit really got people going. People were like, fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, dead Indians and shit. 
<laughs> that no, was somebody's shit. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look at that now. I'm gonna have to. Oh shit! Just ads, people. Sorry. Oh no, you're alright. I'm gonna turn it down so like, I gotta turn it down so people can't hear it and like in <laughs> case your podcast blows up. Oh, that's not subject to lawsuits. It's just like copyright. Okay. I mean, all right. LeBron is teaching his son lessons. Oh no! And then that's his like, not his. That's not his the. Mansion. That's not the popular son either. It's the unpopular son. Well, no, no, no. So he has, I think, three kids or two or three kids. One of them's like fifteen or sixteen, and he's like one of the top high school kids in the nation. Right. And then that's the other one. Okay. And so this is—is is this his real kids in the movie? Yeah. Oh. That's his real kid. His real kid's kind of chubby for. Well, yeah, no. So I think when they were filming the trailer, uh, his son actually got the that athletic one. Uh-huh. He actually was smoke got caught smoking weed on Twitch, <laughs> and as a punishment, he wasn't able to be in the movie. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny as fuck. Imagine remaking a kid like imagine remaking someone's childhood dream, and you're just. <laughs> childhood favorite movie and just left out of it oh okay i do like who they casted for the villains though i thought you were gonna say who they cast them like what lebron oh no i (laughs) I like who they casted yeah like who are they gonna do they can't do kobe (laughs) (laughs) hey kobe could have made an appearance hey watch kobe's gonna end up making like a an appearance in the movie do that, doesn't it? No, no, no. I, All I, right, I get the, I get yeah. the gist of it. But yeah, that's pretty cool. It, mm, I don't know. For somebody who loved the original, right? Like, I don't know if I could. I'd have to be like really high. Right. They're just like, Whoa. But, but they can't make the same movie again. They can't make a, a the same Space Jam. It's got to be different, like a different like, yeah. trope. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Do you remember the Like Mike movies? Yes. Well, I only saw the first one. Oh, I didn't good, know that there were multiple. Good, good, good. Why? Good. Yeah, because they're terrible, right? Yeah, okay, so they, they made a spinoff called Like Mike Streetball. Okay. Yeah, do you remember the And One mixtapes back in the day? Mm-hmm. So basically, it's street basketball, like I pick up games at like parks and stuff like that, yeah. where you were like just, just dribbling however the fuck you want. That ended up becoming a league at one point mm-hmm. called And One, and they kept dropping like basketball mixtapes of like crazy crossovers and wow. like uh there was a big guy rest in peace but his name was escalade he was like six eight three hundred pounds but like <laughs> oh a point God. guard like right. and so uh where was i going oh yeah so i don't know yeah i was like what the fuck was i going no but so with that like come on see i wow i'm so high i just <laughs> got her just in there just like i don't know where you were going oh, Listen, but no, it's something to find something to tag off of, bro. <laughs> but oh no, yeah. So they basically for the movie they base it off of street ball, right? And it's this kid who's trash at basketball, can't even shoot. Mm-hmm. He finds he finds magic jo- like Jordans he grabs, and then he gets electrocuted. Uh-huh. The Jordans get electrocuted, and then he like touches them, and then he gets the powers. But right, he yeah. can dunk from the free, like from fucking half court. 
Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's in a full street ball fucking league with grown-ass men at 14. Right, yeah. Just giving them nasty crossover. It's just an awful movie. It's, it's. I mean, but, like, kids watch it. And they oh, don't I give a fuck about continuity if kids are watching it. I watched it and thought it was a good movie as a kid. <laughs> dude, I, I fucking, I watched, uh, dude, you know what isn't a good movie? Godzilla vs. Kong. It's a fucking terrible movie. It's so bad. Oh, like, hold on one sec. Hello? Um, nothing. Uh, can I call you back, Mom? Real, real quick, sorry. I'm in the middle of interviewing someone for a podcast. <laughs> oh, All right, I'll see you later. Right, I'll talk to you later. Uh, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> she never, no, no, no. But, like, she never, like, she calls me and stuff like that, but, like, she never does it on a Friday. So, like, she never knows that, like, I do shit. Like, I, I record the podcast these days. I don't keep track of the dates my mom calls me. That's funny. Oh, like I'm I'm that lonely. <laughs> but no, Godzilla vs. Kong Man is not a fucking. It's not a good movie. Like it's, it's not entertaining. It, it does what it's supposed to do, what it's meant to do, which is entertain. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to like fascinate people with the storytelling and the character developments. You know, like dude, there's no character development. The story doesn't make any fucking sense. And there, it's just, it looks like, it actually looks like poorly animated. It's almost like over animated to the point where it just looks like too big, yeah. you know? And yeah, it just, plus I, I've also, I did, I haven't watched the whole thing all the way through. <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, all I was like, was how? the first like 25 minutes. That's it? <laughs> Okay, so oh, but that's the happened. panic so, attack. That's the so panic attack. We had that whole panic yeah. attack thing, right? And mm-hmm. I remember because I was like trying to talk her down from the panic attack and everything. Yeah. And then we were, dude, we ended up talking for like two hours because this is her first like weed freak out, you know? Uh-huh. And so I like talked to her. I'm like, everything's okay. Like, yeah, no, I, I know it seems like you're reading each other's thoughts and everything like that, but you're totally fine, you know? And um, and I was like, we, we had to have been there for like an hour, right? We were like, we had to have gotten halfway through the movie or whatever. Turns out we we only made it twenty minutes through. Oh, like because we saw all we we took the edible at home. We saw the whole fucking previews and everything, and then it started hitting us like right when the movie started. Oh, it was just it was so much so intense, and we're like, it's been a long fucking time. Turns out it was only twenty three minutes. Dude, that's that's why I want to dial back on smoking weed too. It's like once you realize that once you like stop smoking, you realize there's so much time in the day. Yeah, like you, like that's the one thing. Working at call centers and smoking weed is realize how long actually time is. If that's weird, <laughs> no, because like I can like say some like or even being on stage too. How you realize how long an actual minute is? Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. A minute's long, but it's also not long, depending on how you do. Also, depending on how high you are. Yes. <laughs> and if, you, if you're a guy, if you're a guy like Justin, yeah. You're, you're always kind of, but like, yeah, man. I feel like when you when you're on stage though, like, you gotta be able to. I think you gotta be able to develop your shit sober before that. you do it. Like, you gotta know. You have to know and be confident in your ability sober before you can do it. Like, you know, high or like, yeah, and that's wrong, and that, beats of it. Well, and that's why I'm dialing it back because I'm realizing that as I'm like doing it i'm just like huh i wasn't as like i can actually think and process shit while i'm on stage i should probably i I like this feeling we should probably keep it going 
dude, and I, I've noticed like a huge difference in your stuff too. Like just your, your confidence on stage, you're hitting beats and everything. And like, I just noticed that dude, and, and I don't mean this as like a diss or anything. Your voice used to crack so much, <laughs> so much, man. And now, now like it's actually like you can, you listen to it all the way through and then, then you just hear your, your, your fuck your nervous laugh, which is just, which is exciting. Then go, <laughs> and then you just stop real quick. And I'm just like, there, bring it back. But I love it. I love like I, I love watching your stuff because I like watching you like get that, you know. And I'm not saying that you're bad. I'm just yeah. saying that I'm. And I know that some people will like tell you to your face that you're bad, which we don't talk about those people. Those people are assholes. But just. I, I like watching you get better. Like the people who I genuinely like, I love watching their stuff. Oh, so that's the thing. Like when people tell me like I suck to like I suck to my face, like oh hey that that fucking blue. I'm just like yeah, I fucking no. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't need we anybody don't need, else to tell you. That. Yeah, like we don't need other people's validation on when we blow. Yeah. Like it really it fucking it sucks dick, and like we know it. We know when we suck. Oh no, like at Corey's thing like i i knew half my set was good and then like i got into my own head mm-hmm. and then like half of it blew so everyone was coming up to me like oh it was so good and i'm just like uh like i know it was but at the same time like you're lying straight to my face yeah i feel like i feel like you just gotta take it with a grain of salt yeah. like what people say like you can't take you can't believe all the bad shit that they say you know because you gotta kind of leave a little but bit you have yourself. to but you have to like realize that it's there Right, like, yeah, you gotta like keep it somewhere in the middle. Like, if someone tells you that you suck, you gotta convince yourself so you don't go off the ledge. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta convince yourself, like, you know what? Like, I get it, something like it, it wasn't that. Like, there was still this good part in it. There was yeah. this one good part, but then when people are like, "Dude, that was fucking awesome. That was amazing," but like, there's that part of you where you try to keep yourself humble, and you're yeah. like, "I know it was good, but like, you know, I could work." I could have done this better. Yeah, and yeah. Done that better. And I feel like that's what keeps you honest, and that's what keeps you like trying new shit you know mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i'm gonna start doing some eight mile shit and like is some eight mile shit in the mirror before i go on stage <laughs> <laughs> go in the bathroom and laughs and just like oh you yeah. do like one joke and one fucking punchline <laughs> to make everyone you ever wanted to laugh make a room full of comics who've heard your shit before laugh yeah <laughs> That's you know what that's another thing that I that I stopped doing too, which I'm really thankful is that I stopped listening. I stopped thinking about all the comics that have heard my shit because it's, it's just like we're, it's them. it's it's a small area too. Like yeah. it's gonna like that's what I realized. I say it, but I realize it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Like it's gonna happen. Man. Yeah. It's like think about those two people who haven't heard your shit. Maybe you can make them laugh. You know, like if I what I try to do is like if I see somebody. Because the room is usually full of comics that you've seen. If you see, if I see somebody that I haven't seen, I'll kind of, I'll do my same shit with like almost the same enthusiasm as if I was telling a room full of people that that they were that that haven't heard it. But it's basically just like this little group right here, and I'll put all my attention towards them, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just, I just don't give a fuck about anything else. Like if I can make them laugh, I know that it works. You know, yeah, and so like I don't give a fuck if all these people who I know have heard it laugh. 
say like Manny or something. Yeah. Because Manny's heard my shit and he'll laugh every fucking time. But. Dude, he's somebody that I'm low key scared to have on this podcast. Why? <laughs> oh, dude, he will be dropping N bombs. I know, and I'm just like, yeah. I don't want to get He will tell you early. shit that you've never thought of about Puerto Ricans. Like, he'll just fucking. <laughs> oh, I know. He'll just keep going. He'll dude. Be- Jew joke this, Jew joke that, man. And like, I just, I sometimes I can't believe the shit that he says. And I'm just like, I love it though. I love having him around. Dude, yeah. He's such an awesome person, but at the same time, I'm just like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> that one I'm going to have to like go through and just bleed, bleed. Yeah. Do you, do you actually do that with something? Uh, if it gets too much, like I haven't had a podcast yet to where like it's been like overly like bearing, but like I have had thoughts to where like, huh, maybe I should actually like go through this and be like, huh, if I don't like this, like yeah. not take it out, but like be like leave a disclaimer, like, hey, like record an ad, like, hey, uh, before you listen to this next bit. <laughs> right, yeah. Have <laughs> like, this in mind. This dude's a really great guy. He just says like just give him three N words a day. <laughs> three N words a day keeps the Wokies away. Or, I, actually, that's probably opposite. But, <laughs> um, yeah, dude. I, uh, but yeah, man. Like you, you, you tell your shit, dude. I just, I really just, I feel like a thing that I wish that I knew when I started was just, and like I really took to heart and understood mm-hmm. was just to stop giving a fuck what what they think. You know, like, like I still feel sometimes like. Sometimes I still have the fleeting thought of like I'm trying to convince somebody that I'm this person or I'm trying to um, pander or appeal to who this person is, you know? And hold up, Connor, real quick. All right, continue. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, we're um, back. And then I, 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 I have that thought of like, you know, I'm thinking about a specific person while like before I go up where I'm like, what? Like, what are they going to say about this? But, you know, like, who cares what they say about it? It doesn't matter, you know, because I, I learned to be, like, super fucking selfish with my shit. Like, I don't care if you think that I should do this tag. I don't care if you think that I should do this. Like, it would work for you. Like, if, if this was your set and stuff, that punchline that you're trying to give me, that would work for you. Sure, maybe in the future, like, I'll be proven wrong and I'll take some tags or punchlines mm-hmm. from people use it for my shit but in my in my experience which is i would say seven or eight times where again you know i'm three years in seven or eight times it's not a whole lot but those times when someone's like you should use this tag you should use this punchline when i've gone up and done that falls flat yeah doesn't work doesn't work you know and i just wanted to stop like giving a fuck what these people are like just doesn't matter i've been doing that shit from people at work what? Like, cause people at work know I do comedy, so they're like, "Oh, why don't you go on stage and do this?" And I'd be like, "Okay, you want me to try it? No. I'll fucking try it." No. <laughs> Basically, stop pleasing people. <laughs> like, stop pleasing those fucking people, cause they're just—they don't know. They don't know like what your plan is. They don't know what your trajectory is. They don't know what you plan to do with it. You don't—they don't know how seriously you take it. How much you're trying to have fun with it. You just don't know, man. Like, and you can't tell somebody the type of shit to do or how to do their shit. You know, like you can, you can only like, you can only fucking tell people, um, like the universal stuff. You know, which is like, you know, don't don't hold the mic so close to your face. Don't fucking don't hold the mic. Don't put the, the mic stand in front of you. Don't fuck the stool. 
you know? So like, that, that one, I mean, that well, last one, you, you only have to tell a few people. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. And then they'll fuck the mic stand. Yeah. Like, leave the mic stand alone. Um, you know, like, those universals, they work. Yeah. But, like, and, but in terms of, like, your material that you do, nobody can tell you how to do that. You know, because the way you do your shit, the way you think of your shit is different than me. The way that I think of my shit is different than Clint's. Clint Lapsansky, shout out. Yeah. What, what? My homeboy. Um, so if Rogan came up to you, if Rogan, like, let's say if you did Laugh Factory, or not Laugh Factory, but like. The, like the comedy store. Yeah, like the comedy store and Rogan's there. would be like, yo, man, I really liked your set. Dude, like he said that to me? Yeah. But instead of doing this, how about you try this? I would probably fucking listen. <laughs> absolutely listen. You know, like I'd like I'd like to, you know, say that I know what's up. I'm just speaking from like what I've experienced. Mm, I, yeah. I, in comparison, I know fucking dick all. Like I don't know anything, you know. But this from my experience, you know. And it's funny because this is coming from a person who's gone to you and like, yo, does this work? <laughs> like, okay, so okay, and I've also done this to I've done this to you where like your when you talk about Jesus, mm. just that one thing, but I fe- I felt like that wasn't really that like work. I, yeah, I felt like it wasn't really changing your stuff. It was like I felt like this was too wordy and always just fell flat at this moment, you know. So mm. maybe this will work for you. You were just like the English professor. That's always like that was just like um, yeah, just going through just editing shit. Yeah, out. it was like, like editing, yeah. editing it, you know. Yeah. But I wasn't like I wasn't giving you, I wasn't gi- giving you things that would make it better. Like try talking about pussy on this line, you know, or try try talking badly about about Croatians on this line or something, you know. Like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. So let, let, we're gonna make a left turn here because I'm actually want to talk about what you have coming up because oh. uh, you have an open mic at. Cobble bar, Cobble literally bar. like ten minutes up the street this way. Yeah. Um, but you are also throwing. I think your first show is it not like? Yeah, in- May May twenty eighth is going to be the first show at the Cobble bar. The first like actual yeah, gig like, at the Cobble bar. Dude, how is that like? How many people like can go in there? I don't know. <laughs> I did not logistically think about that. I was like, are you gonna have to buy a new stage? You know, what like, tells me he's like the way I see it, man. Sell 50 tickets and we'll figure the rest out. <laughs> I was like, all right, man, if that's what you want to do. Dude, but so how did that location come up? Because, like, um, isn't there one? Didn't we do an open mic in Phoenix one night? Yeah, yeah. At, at like, we a similar at, place? At a yeah, Lacuna yeah, Cava. Um, I don't, it wasn't, that wasn't even like the plan either. It just, um, so when I was working as a doorman, another doorman, he told me about a place that needed some entertainment, basically. Mm-hmm. They needed somebody to draw in a crowd. And he, the guy asked me like if I wanted to be interested if, or if I was interested and I wanted to meet the owners. And I was like, yeah, sure, like let's do it. You know, I just took the opportunity. And then I, I met the owners and we started talking about doing the open mic and everything and started the open mic. Dude, we started it with uh, a Bluetooth mic. It was like, Oh shitty, dude, I remember the shitty little box had all the feedback and like the cordless mic. 
dude, that was just, that was crazy. That, that's, that mic sucked. That mic sucked so bad. But, um, yeah, then COVID hit, like, right after we started it. Because we started it in February. Oh, wow. of, literally. Oh, wow. So literally right as COVID hit. Yeah, it started at the beginning of February. And oh, then man. I think it was the middle of March where everything closed down. And then we came back like two, three months later. We've been doing it since. But um, it just came by chance. And I just said yes to the opportunity. You know, it's, it's still here. It's still here. Still here, dog. I'm jerking off the mic. <laughs> it's still here, man. Yeah. Dude, and the amount of people that you get in there too, like it, it's crazy. The last time, the last few times that I've gone, it's always been like probably like 20, 30 people. Yeah, there's been like, like a lot of people in there. Definitely not, uh, definitely not COVID safe. But well, I mean, with the things are letting up. I mean, things are letting up. Yeah, but also it's been like that the past, I think, like month and a half, two months, about you know, and definitely when things were not letting up yeah. two months ago, but. Uh, the owners, they're, they're super cool. They're not against people wearing masks. They're not against wearing masks themselves. It's just that they choose to not have their business be run by that model. You know? Yeah, and since it's up to business discretion, it's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, all right, if it's this is basically like a, like a skate at your own risk kind of thing. Mm. You know, it's like you're, you're assuming the risk if you come in here. So anybody who's in here, you are giving your consent to have your mouth coughed in. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. It's, it's a really good opportunity. And honestly, I have a lot of good things planned for it. So I'm really happy that it happened because, um, I think it's, I think it's given me a lot of confidence, um, in just like making extra moves and having the confidence to make moves with whatever it is that I want to start doing, you know, outside of comedy mm-hmm. and, just on stage in general. Hey you know? man, if you start a podcast, it's an easy brand deal right there. You can sponsor that. You can even do the podcast at Kava. Probably good. That would be that would be pretty cool. But I wouldn't like. Yeah, you're right. I could do that, but and like you could just interview comics after they're set. Right. Yeah. That would be pretty fun. That's a good idea. Good idea. The whole time I'm thinking, like, when if I had a podcast, where could I do the podcast? Chuckleheads? Could I go to Chuckleheads? Could I go to? That's a that's a long drive though. Well, it'd be like a monthly thing, you know. Um, Have a monthly thing. Well, see, like that that's the that's the thing. Like now, I feel I feel like going to Bisbee and doing TikTok out there, like just recording random people out there just partying (laughs) next to them. Like that would be like if you had a show in Bisbee at Chuckleheads, which I still have not done. I still need to do. Yeah, it's uh, dude. When we get Tucson Comics to go there, it's really fun. And the the, the guy who runs it, uh, it's Chris Whitney Whittles. Um, have you met Whittles? No. He's done a couple of mics in Tucson. Um, but uh, Chris Whitney and also Josh Velasquez. Josh Velasquez is fucking hilarious, man. He is funny. Um, but yeah, when it's like us, like them two, and then like me, Tony, Clint, Roy, uh, uh, Andrew, Dom. Like, if we go down there, dude, it's always so much fun. Just such a fun mic. I've been planning, I've been wanting to go, but just haven't had the time. Yeah, that, it's like a, what, hour and a half there and then hour and a half back? Yeah, about that. Yeah. Three hours just for an open mic. I mean, sometimes it's fun if you got a free Sunday, man. Yeah. Yeah, if I, if I didn't. But then I do Ali's down at, what's it called, at a country line, right? County line. The county line. 
How many shows have you done there? None, actually. You haven't gone there yet? I have not gone there yet. Why not? Because I get high. So what? Fucking high, goddamn. That's what. That's, that's why I'm so taking a break. Mind. That's why. That's why I'm like Tony it back because like I literally just realized that I spent about twelve extra dollars because I took a bird fucking scooter to the dispo instead of fucking driving. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, let's see, get in my car or hop on a, a scooter. I know a scooter seems so much more fun. Though. Oh yeah, and then you're just realizing like, oh shit, like you gotta carry shit back home. Like I, I went to Goodwill and almost bought a Keurig. <laughs> I'm serious. There was like one of those like $79 Keurigs for 15 bucks. And I was like, like, I got give me one. Oh, I was like, oh, dude. I, I was literally like walking out with it. And I was like, wait, fuck. I didn't drive. <laughs> so like I was like walking through the front line with it. I was like, I didn't drive. I put it back. I was like, I'll come back for this oh when I have my car. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Go one-handed on those things. You cannot go one-handed on those things. Or like trying to balance something heavy and then the other side's light as fuck. So you're just That's hilarious. God. Think about the weight distribution. (laughs) In the middle of being high and be like, oh shit, a cure. Dude. You know what's really fun is those, uh, not the bird scooters, the the razors. Oh, the razor ones. You get to sit down on those, like, dude, take them off sweet jumps and shit. Yeah, have you ever done that? <laughs> no, but I, I – so the night that you were supposed to be here, ironically enough, yeah. someone almost drove one into my house. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, beep, beep, motherfucker. Oh, no. You ordered the scooter. Oh, no. So I was literally talking to Tony and Clint, right? Yeah. And I go take a piss. And I'm, like, watching my phone to see how much time has, like, actually gone by because yeah. I'm that person. Yeah. So, like, I walk back. I'm like, it's only been five minutes. From the point where I went to the bathroom and came back, my door was wide open. Yeah. I have no idea where my dog is at this point. But oh. He's in the room. But, like, I, I end up finding him in the room. Was, yeah. yeah. So, and then next thing you know, it's like one of the neighbors just revving the engine. Like, I'm going to fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> I threatened him to put, so, like, he used to live right there, too. Yeah. So, I literally was like, Dude, I swear to God, if you drive this through, I will literally grab you and put you in your bed. That was the threat that I had. I was like, I'm going to put you to sleep, KJ. I'm going to put you in your bed and tuck you in. Dude, yeah, those things are so much fun. I remember getting off of work at the bar and uh, just looking at one of one of my fellow bouncers, uh, one of the other doormen, and I was just like, yo, do you want to you wanna, ride this to IHOP and we fucking we took it and dude so from the downtown area we took it we took it we drove it all the way to the IHOP that was on the other side of the freeway oh dude so dude that was a fucking like $60 like dude or that was like over $20 or something it had to a scooter but it was so much fun dude because there are so many sweet jumps on the way over there (laughs) dude we're just like jumping off the curves and like dude so this is what I have this is what I have to ask you because I think I met you as a bouncer before actually realizing that you were a comic. I think so, yeah. I think so. Like, I, I just want to know, what was your first impression of me? Because I was, like, a little bit, I like, I, like, this... <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? No, like, when, like, when you first saw me, were you, do, like, when you first saw, like, me, like, dancing in front of, like, people. I don't know, I just, I just, 
or like did, were, I never see this is the thing like when people came into my bar I never really had like an opinion of anybody like I the only people that I had opinions of were people that I regularly kicked down you know if yeah. I if I kicked you out more than once like I was just like you you don't fucking get it you like that's where that's where the judgmental comedian yeah. comes in I'm like okay. you don't have your fucking life together get your shit together you drunk piece of shit or like and then I start thinking about like all the, the jokes that I can tell about this guy or, or whatever, you know. But normally like when I'm watching other people, I'm usually studying like like how everybody interacts with each other. Not what like individuals are doing, yeah. but just like like how people are interacting as a whole. It's like, okay, I see these type of people stay away from these type of people. These type of people, they always try to interview. And it's always weird, like, looking at the way that people interact with each other when they want to fuck, you know? They just do these weird dances, you know, and just, like, around and, like, what girls will do to other guys to, like, try to get them, them to buy them drinks, you know? Just, like, just get up close to them and, like, hi, um, how are you? And then before you know it, like, you've never, seen them, a drink. you've never seen them at the bar, but, that, like, throughout the night, they get more drunk and more drunk. I'm like, oh, you're getting these sad dudes to buy you drinks all the fucking time i see your fucking game hate that shit oh yeah no i learned at a young age never buy a woman a drink unless you really mean it yeah yeah but i didn't really i didn't really have like i didn't think like oh this dude's dumb for dancing or anything like that Mm -hmm. like so you dance and then i was like hey cool he's dancing you know i would like a lot of the times i would watch the dudes dance I love watching the dudes. Oh, dance. did you? Oh, there was a few times where security have gotten in and like actually oh, like dance with us. Oh, yeah. That was those those times were actually really cool. Like, did you ever meet? Um, I don't know if you met him, or did you? Did you always like say what's up? To yeah, dude. Characters? I literally like it's the minute I walked in, I was like, all right, here's Connor. Yeah. Here's this guy. Here's Justin. Here's yeah, yeah. like so. Uh-huh. I, I would go out. I would make my rounds, dap up everybody, and then I. would before yeah. I left every night, I would go and make my rounds. And <laughs> Did you ever meet a, a guy named Hakeem? Hakeem. He was a big buff black dude. Yes. The only only big buff black dude yes. that we worked with. Dude, he was the funnest fucking dude to, to work with. The dude never fucking worked, by the way. <laughs> never did any work. Never paid attention to shit. Never, never, like gave a shit about drunk people or fights or anything like all he was doing was walking up to honeys and going like hey what's up mom? <laughs> dude just getting numbers all night and working the game and then like he was there to have fun yeah you know which everybody including the staff they knew that he wanted to have fun yeah. you know and everybody else was totally cool with that too it's like all right we just need to compensate for not having a dude who's down to like, you know, actually, actually work and get all these people who know how to work and want to work, you know? Like he kept the vibe like super fucking fun. Then. Yeah, and I think that that's, well, that was part of the reason why we always kept showing up was yeah. that we just loved the vibe of, of Playground. Yeah. Because when you go to, when you went to, this was pre-COVID of course, when you went to Hi-Fi and like the, the Hi-Fi, their security or ass. They're assholes. Yeah, dude. They, yeah. Like, they're, like, and, and this is, I have friends that work there, and they're nice, and they're cool people and everything, mm-hmm. but, like, they always had to clear a pathway. Yeah. And, like, you'd always get, like, shoved or thrown or something like that. I'm just like, yo, don't touch me. Yeah, that's, we used to, we actually used to do that. We, they, they changed it up with, with the remodel. 
we got a new um, we got a new security manager, uh-huh. you know, just new management, and the way that they manage was a lot different than the way that the you're old used days. To. Yeah, yeah. it's all like gun ho days, dude. Oh my god, man! It was in the previous days, like before before the remodel. It was always um, it was always uh, get them out by any means necessary. <laughs> that literally was what they told us. It's like they don't belong here anymore. Get them the fuck out. And then we were just like, so does that mean, like, are you okay? And they were like, yes, yes, that's what it means. And like, so show call, yes, 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 like punch, yes, punch him, shoot them, no, don't, no, no, we don't shoot. Okay, but choke, yes, choke them. You know, it was just like they would tell us that whatever we did was okay. And we were just like, okay. And then it, it became like an us versus them kind of thing. But then with the new management, New management was all about like we want these fucking people to come back. Yeah, you know. So they were like customer service oriented. It was like it was all about developing relationships. And did you guys have like the Disney type? Disney. Okay, so when you work at security, at least when it comes to the the arenas, Mm -hmm. they teach you like be like Disney security guards or like be like Disney employees to where like. It's customer service ninety nine percent of the time, right? And then it's just like, oh, like kill them with kindness and do all that, and even right. when you're, yeah. But they, no, I think they were pretty realistic about it. Like they definitely talked to us and told us, like, hey, we want you to be more, uh, we want you to be nicer, more yeah. respectful for sure. But and they all, but they also understood like how they were also realistic about. Have people just get under your fucking skin, and once it goes past ten o'clock, dude, it's like just a completely set of different set of rules. Like it just changes, you know. And they were just they were just really cognizant of that, and they made sure to tell us, like, you know, we're gonna have your back with whatever you do. Like if you end up like getting fist to fist with somebody, you know, like we're gonna have your back. Yeah. But just know that, like, you know, we're going to go over ways that it could have been avoided and not like just give you props for like punching a guy or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, we're going to talk about it afterwards. Um, and I've seen some fights with security guards there. Yeah. That, that... <laughs> there I remember one night there, there was a guy who ran into the, like the middle of the street and then like somebody followed him out there yeah. and just got decked right in the face and his whole eye was cut. I was like, Dude, that could have been. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, that could have been this fight. That could have been yeah. this fight. That could have been this fight. There's so many fights, dude. So many. My favorite thing, my favorite, my favorite fucking thing to do was to be on the second floor of the bar uh-huh. and just hear, oh, 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 Joe, oh, and you just hear like the commotion on the street, you know? Yeah. And then every everybody, you would be up like all the way by the bathrooms on the roof, which was like, you know, you know, like. 40 yards away, and then everybody working up there who's cleaning after close just runs over, like, what, what, I, everybody lives for it, dude. We just wanted to see, like, people get cracked. Oh, um, do you have TMZ Tucson, like, do you find... I, I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that happens now. <laughs> but just, if you go, like, and people going out now, like, they're... During COVID? Oh, yeah. This is fuck, man. Look at Hi-Fi, all of them are open. Dude, so so literally like every weekend I, I look on TMZ Tucson yeah. and all I see is fight outside of high five. Oh my god, man. Fight. Yeah. I, I, well, okay, so to circle it back around, I'm pretty sure 
hi-fi is still kind of like old school rules, you know? Oh, and no, 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 no. They're for sure. They're I still. don't think that, uh, I mean, we're not trash in hi-fi, you know, but whatever. Um, I think they're on old school rules right now. So it's like, you know, they just, just do whatever the fuck they want, man. Like I've known people that work there. I know people that, that went from my place over to that place and they're not doing well. Yeah, no, I, I always, I always had to ask, how awkward is it seeing someone that got fired from your place working at another place? I mean, and like, you know how, no, like this is a, like, you know, it's a person that was an asshole there too. Right. And like, like, is that like, is that weird or anything like that? It's just like, I think, um, I don't know, man. I, cause I never really, I didn't get like involved in personal stuff with people, you know, like if I, 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 Usually, dude, like why it always worked or why it worked out like that is because they weren't vibing with the group. Mm-hmm. Like the guys, and like occasionally we had girls on the crew, we're cr- like a close set of people. Like we loved each other and we always had each other's backs. And there was just something about that where we would have each other's backs. And then the people who ended up getting fired or pushed out or whatever were the people that just didn't vibe with everybody else. You know, they were like the, the outlier that wouldn't get it together that wouldn't realize like, Hey, we, you got to step your shit up. You know, like yeah. this is, this is a band of brothers and sometimes sisters. You gotta fucking, you gotta back us up. Yeah. So if they ended up getting fired and going somewhere else, you know, no, no harm, no foul to them. No, like no, no hate or disrespect to them. You know? Yeah. Cause, uh, and the only reason I asked that question is cause I actually asked that to, um, I was, up in Phoenix one day asking a whole bunch of security guards that I knew from the bars out there. Yeah. There's this one that we always called handsome Squidward. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he was this really buff black guy. Ironically he enough. Like handsome Squidward. <laughs> in the face. No, in the face. He, yeah. he really did look like handsome Squidward. Yeah. And he had this uh, just jack upper body. And I was just like, all right, well, and ironically enough, his name was Justin too. Really? Okay. Yeah. So he, I, I talked to like the people that he used to work with because like I was just like, man, like this dude has left with my friends before after the nights are <laughs> over. Like, like do people actually like like this guy? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's just like, oh, dude, like this dude's creepy. This dude's that. So like, I, I wonder like if like you had like any experiences like that Ooh, where like yeah like regulars that would come back that just you knew about them yeah kind of kind of had that um it, there was always like just be like people people who would always like pretend to be this big time promoters or whatever they would pretend to be like oh, i'm with this guy or i'm with this guy or whatever and then you just after a while man after like four years people develop a bad reputation we had this one guy who would like walk in with different girls all the time. Like the one thing that I can't fucking stand is when I'm working, I am not here to get to know like the people that walk into the bar as patrons, but like they try to stand by us and talk with us as like, we're trying to work and ask us questions and shit. Like it's one thing if I actually get to know you like organically, like you and I, Yeah. but it's another where it's like, every time I interact with you, I walk away from you. And you still try to keep like getting to know me and talking, talk to me and stuff. And it's like, dude, 
I've heard about you and I don't want to fucking talk to you. That's why I'm walking away. You know? And yeah. it's just Yeah, I wish I could tell more about it, but <laughs> can't tell more about it. No, I'm not but he's just a piece of shit. Yeah, I'm not gonna pry too deep into that. <laughs> I, I, I realize, like as we're talking, dude, I'm so fucking high. I'm just like talking and talking and talking. Um, uh, I realize too that like some of the stuff that I'm saying about the places and like first names and stuff, I probably shouldn't even be saying those. Oh, things. dude, I'm I'm just like as long as I don't drop full names, like it's, like yeah. I said like, good things about Hakeem. Hakeem's a great dude. Yeah. So you're not trashing anybody. No, that's not. And if you are trashing somebody, you're leaving their name out of it. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this this fucking tiny little promoter. He's like five feet tall. Really? They would always like have different girls on his arm and like just try to like people who pretend they try too fucking hard, man. It's like I see that. I see you pretending. Dude, so like when I was younger, like we're like twenty one ish, you know, like I'd go out and like I'd dance and I'd meet these so called like quote unquote promoters. Yeah. I always thought they were like the coolest fucking people ever until like you start like trying to work with them and then they're just like, oh well Yeah. Oh it's canceled now or this happened or this happened. And it's just like Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Fucking people. Fucking people, man. Yeah. Fucking people. So what are you what are you doing after work? I work at VXI. I work at a call center still. Oh yeah call center. That's right. Yeah. Everybody get fucked up at the call center. Oh dude like that call center, oh, that's something else. I thought, oh yeah, I thought acne was bad. Oof, it's worse. Oh, dude, um, I wish I didn't say the actual company name because, like, I'll have to tell you some shit that off, off <laughs> podcast, bro. If I didn't say the name of the company <laughs> off off record, yeah. like, we had some wild shit. But I, I can't tell you this. There must have been a fight or something one morning. Yeah. Because I literally walked into work and I found some girls like brave just on the floor. <laughs> like, like real hair? Or like real, like real hair. Oh, Jesus. And it was like fully braided. And I was just like, what the fuck happened? And it's, it's like 730 in the morning. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck happened to the point where either I missed the fight like when I got off of work yeah. and that was just there from the, the day before or yeah. somebody got into a fist fight at like five and I just didn't wake up in time <laughs> and go watch it. That's funny, man. Yeah, yeah, I used to work at a call. Dude, I, I worked at a call center for all of like three months and it was like the worst fucking experience of my life, dude. I hated it so fucking much. I, um, I remember in training... At this time in my life, I didn't realize that I had sleep apnea, uh-huh. and I also didn't realize the amount of caffeine that I was drinking was like making me crash throughout the day. So I wasn't getting enough sleep, and I was crashing from caffeine. Oh wow! And so when I was supposed to be training for for apnea, I was just falling asleep in the middle of the training, like it was like it was school or some shit. They'd be like, and so just make sure when you're talking to customers on the phone, and I'd just be like, pass the fuck out in the corner. And I almost got I almost got fired before I even got on a call because I was just passing out so passing out so much. And the the instructor told like I told her I was like I can't stay because I didn't know what was wrong with me. Yeah. At the time I was like I can't stay awake. Like I, I don't know what to do. I can't stay awake. And then she was like, Well, just she she told me this. She was like, Well, just draw or something. Draw draw to like 
you know, stay awake. Yeah. yeah. And so I did that. And then she got mad at me for drawing. Yeah. That's usually how it works. She got mad at me for like, I, I drew, do you remember a show called the queen? But no, I don't remember anything called the queen. It was like an HBO show. And I remember I drew the poster. This was the thing. She, she told me that I did a good job on the poster. But before that, she was like, she got mad at me for drawing. <laughs> like, like, this is why I was drawing this for the fucking poster. But, but wait, you told me to do this. Like, wait, you told me to do this. Like, so is this good or is this not good? You're just like my fucking, my mom. All right? I don't know. I, I thought you were going to say your dad. <laughs> no, my dad's, my dad's cool. My dad's getting better. Uh, see, like, I, I finally am going to talk to mine in, like, five. Yeah. yeah. And it's been, like, Five years, I think. Since you talked to your dad. Yeah. Holy shit. And so I have to go to Missouri in May next month. Really? So what's what's the what's the like scoop there? So it's my sister's graduation, but like me and my I don't know. I've had a I've had a rough relationship with my dad since I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, like he, I, I don't want to air too much out, but basically, like, let him. Oh, Isn't this the place to do it? I mean, fuck it. So he basically, <laughs> basically cheated on my mom. Oh, okay, that kind of. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm like. That's what I'm like. Are we sure? Are we sure? Oh shit. But no, no, no. But like, did that shit left? Okay. Like, and then I would go see him in the summers. But like, he would be like a little, like not a little bit, but like he would be an asshole to me, um, almost. Right. Yeah. Like he'd always put my brothers first before me, and I was his oldest. He'd always treat me like I wasn't his, like, I always felt like I wasn't his kid. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to go see him, you know, when I turned, I turned 18. I'm like, I'm not fucking going. Uh And then that turned into a big ass argument. (laughs) Yeah. Then it turned into like me just uh, not talking to him for, yeah, yeah, I'm damn near. I think the last time I talked to him, I was 19 at my brother's graduation. That was my last time talking to him. So this will be this will be fun. Do you do you ever want to? Do you want to talk to him? I say I don't. I say I don't. You say you don't, but like I say I don't, but I feel like I'm at a point now where I'm like I need closure. Yeah. So it's to the point now where I'm just like I'm ready to talk. I just don't want to do it over the phone. Right, yeah. Phone's not really the place to Because huh? phone, like, having the over-phone conversation, you can say something that, like, it's not, like, you can intend something differently than how you say it, and that's my biggest problem, is that, like, I sound super sarcastic half the time. Right. So it's just, like, it, everything out of my mouth sounds sarcastic when really I'm just, like, being serious. Right. So it's... It's just like I can't have over the phone conversations that serious. I have to be like face to face, be like, no, 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 no. I'm not trying to be an ass. Like I'm, I'm being like, right, yeah, for real. I, I get it, man. Like, if there's one thing that I can relate to you with, it's a, it's a dad who's oh, dude, just. Did Did your dad ever tell you not to do jokes about him? Yeah, yeah. He told me. He told me to not do that. <laughs> like when I when I first started, I actually, um, I didn't tell him. You know, like I, I've I've had a strained relationship with my dad too. You know, uh-huh. um, like anytime, 
I, the reason that I do did things and do things out of like secrecy and like I was such a, I used to be such a compulsive liar and just, oh, I'll like the horrible things, yeah. you know, were because I didn't want my dad, I didn't want to see my dad's reaction to it. Like there was almost like getting, getting yelled at and getting in trouble for it. But was it also something that like you didn't want to see yourself in him? too or like himself and you too what do you like, mean like so like you ever just like do something and you're just like oh yeah that's my dad yeah <laughs> yeah oh, it's like i know my mom doesn't do this shit you know, that's my dad right there yeah um well and what it was almost like i didn't tell him that i was gonna do shit or like i didn't tell him about smoking i didn't tell him about like this was well after my like after I was eighteen. You know, I didn't tell him that I was smoking weed or that I was doing this or that I lost my job. I didn't tell him all of this shit because he's not he's not good. He's not supportive. He's not encouraging. He's not understanding. He's not any of those things. Yeah. You know, and I will say that objectively about him. Nobody knows who my dad is, but you know, for the people who have met them, yeah, yeah. For the you know, nobody knows. No, but nobody like, on this. Nobody who listens. To yeah, this nobody one. who listens to the podcast <laughs> knows who my dad is. Yeah. Um, Shit, I don't even know who your but dad is. I'm an investment banker who looks like Peter Pettigrew. That's <laughs> um, but if it, it's it's so it was almost like the only real attention that I could get from him is like if he did find out, like get yelled at, all this shit. Mm-hmm. Almost like recreating scenes from the past. Like this is this is how it's always been. So I will behave in such a way to where this keeps happening, you know, which means that I don't tell my dad up front about things, which means that when he does find out about them, he reacts this same way over and over again. So it's just repeating cycles of the past. So I've decided to start telling him and being upfront about all the things that I'm doing and basically just being like, yeah, fuck you. Like this is, this is my life and your reaction to it doesn't phase me anymore. Yeah. You know, and actually doing that has made him realize a lot of things too. That like, you know, we didn't get along. We didn't like, haven't been seen eye to eye for a while. And it actually took a lot of moderating from my stepmom, you know, to be like, tell him like, Hey, fucking listen to your son. You know, like she had to step in and spell it out for him and say like, yeah, it feels weird to air all this out. Hey. Hold on. Hey. Hold on. Hey. Hey. stepmom's been like my dad's emotional voice yeah you know like if something needs to be translated it's a start i'll give you but like 
so for something to be translated like through emotion, like my stepmom's the one, you know, which is good because I never had that when I was a kid. Like I couldn't, I couldn't understand true objectively like what my dad was feeling through my mom because it was distorted through my mom because she had a biased view of my dad, you know, because they didn't get along. Yeah. So it was always, it was always filtered negatively through my mom and, Oh, my dad's just doing this because he's an asshole. Like that's just what, who he is, what he is. You See, know? That's something that I'm happy that I didn't have. Yeah. My mom was never like every, like my whole, like every when we were going through that whole argument, my my whole dad's side was like, "Oh, she's feeding you lies. She's feeding this. She's doing that." Like in reality, no. Like right. she has never like my mother's never talked bad about my father. She's never done anything, and I appreciate her for that. Right. Because she didn't. She allowed me to see the asshole like for myself. Right. Like, you know, like like yeah like, like come like, up with your own opinion yeah yeah and so that. Like, she let us do that with all of us. Like, she was just like, I don't care. Like, she even says it. Like, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm not here to be, I'm here to be your goddamn parent. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I think, I think what helped me the most was uh, just to, uh, not waiting for permission from my dad not, like, um, wanting him to be a certain way anymore. Like I spent a lot of time wishing that my dad was a different person, like wishing that he would do something that he has just never been known to do. Yeah. You know, like I wish that my dad would come up to me and I know this sounds like super fucking sad boy shit, but like this is just the way that it is. Like I wish that my dad would like, would have not been such a tyrant. I wish that he would have, you know, just for once been like, hey, I really think that you should do this. I see that you like this and I, I want you to keep doing it. Like if I just had one of those moments, man, I would have fucking, I would have like beat off to it or something. I swear <laughs> to God. Like I would have just been like, oh my God, yes, daddy. You fucking tell me you're proud of me over and over again, you know? Like, but just nothing. You know, I didn't get that. But, the, so there's a there's a few things there's there's um, not waiting around for his approval, mm -hmm. not like asking his permission for shit, um, and not wishing that he was a different person because he's gonna be this person. And then another thing, oh fuck, I just forgot it. Fuck, hi, chat. Um, Don't you hate when that happens? I like, fucking hate when that happens. Happened with me earlier with the street ball thing. God damn, it's a street ball. <laughs> um, yeah, not wishing that he was a different person. Um, and just forgiving him, you know, like without having the conversation, like whatever it is, just like accepting that he is who he is. You know, oh, and also understanding like where he came from too. Like my dad one time opened up to me about about his family, uh -huh. about his dad, like my grandpa and and his mom. And my dad basically was just like, he's like, dude, your grandpa used to beat the shit out of me. And I was like, oh, okay. And because I I don't. I, I grew up with my grandpa, you know, knew him, 
you know, mm-hmm. or he, he was always there peripherally. Yeah. I never talked to him. Yeah. Never got to know him, so therefore I never really like loved him, you know. Yeah. Because it is to know him. To where like you had the you had the love for him because like you like he's the your family, family yeah. but like it's just like yeah, you're just another guy. Yeah, he, he was like a guy, you know. Like I went over to the house for my grandma. Yeah. My my grandma. My grandma was who I liked. Yeah. You know, but understanding like where my dad came from, like what created my dad basically. Now that translates to where I'm at. And now it's like just accepting that this is who I am and this is who I've been shaped into. So now I need to do my best with that and then keep continuing. Like just keep working on myself and working on shit, you know? Yeah, because that's the thing. What do you say when you told him about the steroid use? Oh, I didn't tell him that. Because oh. <laughs> I was doing steroids in his house. Oh, so, yeah. I'm like, I was fucking shooting up in my ass and in my arms, like looking in the mirror in my room in his house. Like, I'm wow. not, I wasn't going to tell him about that. No. But, like, <laughs> some things have to stay a secret. Yeah. Like, I just, I just started showing up and being like, hey, dad, do you want an edible? Instead of like hiding it from him or like, hey, dad, do you want to do some mushrooms with me? Like, it just, just like bringing that shit in and just like going outside to like drink some whiskey and smoke a cigar, stuff that I like never felt comfortable to do. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, fuck it at this point. I'm just going to do it, you know? And, but the one thing that I can't tell my dad that I did was steroids in his house. I don't know why. <laughs> like, that's where I draw the fucking line. That's where. No, <laughs> uh, man, but. I mean, the the things that like I, I think we turn out better people though for what from what we experience because I feel like when and I don't think I've ever told you this before like I feel like you're gonna be a badass dad like if you and <laughs> like no seriously especially like the person you are now be like how you're like you feel like you're gonna be like a Rogan type dad oh Jesus just without the martial arts you're just gonna I mean, be like a bodybuilding Rogan yeah, I've heard. <laughs> It's such a bad sign. I've heard people compare me to like Joe Rogan and shit, like, <laughs> like Tucson Joe Rogan. I'm just like, no. no. It's not that I. It's that's not like a compliment. It's a compliment, but like I don't want to be a fucking Joe Rogan baby, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, uh, I need to change it up, man. I need to change it up. Well, you're not doing the podcast anymore, so that's a start. Yeah, true. That's true. the thing. You guys were pretty outlandish sometimes. It was pretty great, right? Yes. Got pretty great. Yeah. Um, Did you ever drop the race war episode? No. <laughs> never dropped the race war episode. Which, dude, come to think of it, man, was never really that bad. Yeah, no. It was, it was funny. It's funny. And, like, dude, when we started the podcast, we were so in our head about the woke shit, you know? Uh-huh. I think because of that, but, like, I think we actually were kind of subscribing to some of the woke ideology and bullshit too like in a way we believed it because we thought it was funny to uh not recording no um because it was almost like we believed it in a way that made it seem like we were making fun of it yeah we almost kind of did believe it a little bit like oh you shouldn't make fun of these people for this because you're bad because you're a bad person it's you should feel guilty for making fun of whatever and then and also like the opinions of other people that other people had of us in the scene, like how would how this would change. And I think we were really thinking about that a lot, you know? 
But then as time went on, like the more shit that we said, you know, I'm just like, who gives a fuck, man? We know we're not fucking, we're not pieces of shit. We know who we are. We're not racist people. We don't give a fuck about any of that shit. Yeah. You know? And like, that's the best that we can do. Like, we know that we don't give a shit about any of that, you know? And like, we know our intentions. We know like, we, we don't want anybody to feel bad about who they are. We're genuinely just making fun of everything, okay? We make fun of ourselves more than anything else. Yeah, and that's the thing. Before, like, you have to make fun of yourself before you make yeah. fun of anybody else. Yeah, so we were like, fuck it. Like, and then we were just like, fucking race wars, man. Who gives a fuck? But we still never released it. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Because... Y'all, <laughs> the minds who came up with it. <laughs> it was, that was Clint, man. That was all Clint. Clint came up with the race wars. So, what's next for you as far as, like, where do you want to be? As, like, I know because you want to take comedy seriously, right? Mm, yeah. So, like, I know you're not going to be in Tucson for forever. So like where where do you think would be like the next place that um have you thought about it at all? Yeah, or? I have thought about it a lot. Um I've wanted to basically jump on the fucking bandwagon, go to Austin, you know. And my reason for that is because fuck LA. Oh yeah. Definitely not going to LA. Um Especially with everything just barely opening up for outdoors. Like, yeah, no. Um, My girlfriend has family in Texas, too. Has family in Fort Worth. And, you know, I mean, I I love my girlfriend to death. And, like, absolutely, I'm moving in with that woman. Um, That woman. As I'm like, I love her to death. That woman. That woman. (laughs) Should be lucky if I let her sleep in the dog bed. Um, (laughs) But, yeah. I've always wanted to go to Austin. Um, why am I saying that? That's a lie. I, I since like Rogan started the whole thing with Austin, I thought about it. I was like, I, I really want to go to Austin. That'd be cool. And I think a lot of people have had the same idea too, because they think it'll help their career. And like, yeah, I do. I do think it can help my career. Like, you know, New York is way too fucking expensive. Um, I want to get more serious about my comedy career. I don't think that Phoenix is the place to do that. I don't think Tucson is the place to do that. Yeah. As much as I love all the people here, it just doesn't have that kind of scene. Whether it's yet or it never will, like it's just not there. So Austin just seems to be like the place, right? The, the place, yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm willing to do that. I don't care if people think that I'm like a bandwagon or whatever. Like uh, whatever I can make I'm, happen out of it. What, what, wherever happen. I'm getting time, and wherever I'm like. Yeah, whatever, man. Whatever I have to do that doesn't involve, well, I was going to say, no, whatever I have to do that doesn't involve me getting on my knees, but let's yeah. be honest, not everybody's straight. As long as I don't have to suck too many dicks. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, like, not everybody is 100% straight. Yeah. Nobody's 100% straight. Yeah, straight. no. Not at all. Um, yeah, I just... Oh, you actually did it. Heart <laughs> champ, baby. Um, yeah, I told you at the beginning, I'm like, as long as you didn't hold it down there. I didn't, like, 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 shove it up my ass. Like, I just yeah, it, I I hovered it. I, just, just a callback. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, man, I, I thought about going to Austin. I thought about um, Boston for a while, too, um, because I went there in 2019, and um, I heard that they have, like, a pretty good scene in Boston. Um, Dude, what was that like? What? Doing shit on the East Coast. Like, it, I only did one show, and it was an open mic, and I bombed. So, it's like, it really was not fun. Um, I got to meet one comedian over there who I actually had matched with on Tinder, you know, but she was really? like, but she's like a net, she's a networking and, and marketing like genius, you know, she's, she's very smart and she's very funny too. And that's how she like meets people is just Tinder. Like, and not, she doesn't like hook up yeah, with people yeah, and shit. Yeah. Like that's how she meets people and she'll do it. She'll set it for both male and female Dude, and just meet people and, and network with them and learn shit from dude, them. I know drug dealers that do that. That okay. That's a little different. That's also pretty fucking smart. Um, uh, yeah, dude. And doing it there, it was kind of nerve. Also, because I was like still within my first real year of doing comedy. Dude. So it was just nerve wracking, and that's the thing. That's the thing too. You haven't been doing it much longer than I have, have you? No, not really. I think you started about the same time that I started up again. Um, so I started May seventeenth, twenty eighteen, and I only did it once a week until September, and that was at laughs. And, and then I took three months off because a dude at the bar spit in my face, and I got really depressed about it because I didn't punch him. And then I was like, I did something to deserve this. And then I like I. I lost my shit for like three months and then started doing steroids. And actually, when I started doing steroids again for the new year, I started doing comedy again. And then it was like it gave me the confidence to go back. But then from there on, it was December, January 2019 was when I started going again. And then I took it more seriously. And then, you know. Yeah, because I think I started... It was either February 17th of 2018 or 2019. I can't remember. I think it was 2019. Because you, you weren't there when I had started. Well, so I'm trying to – I think it was 2019. Whenever Rich was Rich Gary had his Epic Mic Cafe open mic. I don't know. I think maybe that was 2019. Yeah. Because I know that Epic and Passe kind of folded in 2019. It not like folded, but they just stopped. Like just stopped doing yeah. it, yeah. I had only gone to Passe like once, but they didn't even have the mic that week, and then the next week it was gone. Yeah, and that mic was cool until the train, like... The started. train? Oh, dude, so uh, it, because it was so close to the actual railroad, mm-hmm. anytime the train passed by, you could hear it, and it got like in between the sets and stuff like that, <laughs> where you had to battle not only you bombing, but also like a train being louder than you are. That's funny. Yeah. That's pretty funny. I don't know if you ever did Joel's at uh, Joel Martin's mic. Yeah, Rockabilly. Yeah, no, 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 not Rockabilly. The one that he had before that at yeah. Colbert, whatever the brewery right there. Oh, uh, Corbett. Yeah, Corbett. Yeah, yeah, I did that one once. Yeah, that one time. that one was the same thing. Like you could bomb on stage and then the train be louder than you. But it's remember. a but it was outdoors and on a like it was cool. I think I remember that. That was actually the first mic. That mic that I went to at Corbett was the first time that Corey Lytle went up, and I saw him do his first set. He brought on he brought up uh, note cards. Oh, that was gonna smell, dude. Oh my god, that was deep. That um, was deep. 
Yeah, dude, it's, it's it's crazy. But yeah, that was that was a good one. I remember doing that and actually having fun when I was there. So yeah, yeah. I think it's all about who throw like who puts on the open mic or like who does, like who throws the shows because like that. Huh? Who throws the shows? Who throws it? Exactly. Who throws the show. Because like if you're like you don't want to work with an asshole, you know, like a known asshole on the scene. Right. Which I don't know who you're talking about. Right? I, I don't talking? know. I, 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 uh, I'm not dropping names. No, you're not <laughs> dropping, bro. Um, yeah. I think. Well, I really wish that I didn't sound like such a fucking a douchebag and like a stuck-up asshole when I say shit like this, but I'm gonna say it. I just I feel like it's easy to have a good fun mic when you're an you're enthusiastic host. You know, like when you have fun, uh-huh. like for example, like if you're at work and your boss is stressed out, it makes everybody stress the fuck out. You know, like that person is in charge of the shit. Like Joel, Joel's mic was always fun because he was just like a lighthearted dude when, when, when he went to Rockabilly. You know, his mic was always fun because he was like, he was a lighthearted dude. I'd like going there. The people who were in the crowd were always weird and crazy. Yeah. It was always a fun time, you know, because he had enthusiasm for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like there's some mics, man, where you go to and they just don't have any enthusiasm. They jack around the comics, they move them around, they don't give a shit about them, they don't hype them up at all. You know, and I'm like, it's so easy to have a good mic if you're just if you, the guy who's running the mic, or the woman who's running the mic, is enthusiastic about it and you show that, like everybody else is going to like kind of follow that a little bit. You yeah. know? They'll follow that energy. So yeah, you don't have to be given like WWE promos every time somebody gets up on stage. No, you don't have to. Like, but it is fun sometimes. But no, oh yeah, because I I remember I I do that for you guys sometimes. Like when I do, <laughs> you've when seen we do this that. person on this, you've seen them on TikTok. I, I'm pretty sure I gave you a wrestler's promo for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, Connor, was there anything that you wanted to plug or anything that? Uh, oh, are we done here? Um, almost. Yeah. Okay. Uh, May twenty eighth uh, at the Cava Bar in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, I'm doing a show. Uh, you can go to my Instagram at not Connor Hanna. Uh, N o t c o n n o r h a n n a. Go to the link in my bio and click on that to buy tickets for that. If you're in Tucson, um, follow my TikTok if you want. Um, all I really do is almost shit my pants on there, so that's fine. Um, and I'm probably going to be starting a solo podcast, uh, this year sometime, you know, it'll be cool. I'm going to call it the Hanaconda Project. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. <laughs> it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to do. Um, and also the open mic every other, every other Friday at 7 PM at the Kaba bar. Um, Next one is on the 30th in April. Yeah, April 30th is the next one. Yeah. All right. Well, Connor, thanks for coming by. I love you, bro. I love you too, man. I really fun. (laughs) You are always high, bro. Yep. That's why it's the name of the podcast. You got to have like every guest go at the end, like, hey, at at the end, just go like, damn, Justin, you're always high. And then you go, that's the podcast, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. 
Thank you, Connor. Thank you, everybody who's listening to this, all 14 of you. <laughs> Justin. Yeah, but uh, I'll see you guys next episode. You guys have a good week, and peace.